years, your brain might turn to putty. But there's still a chance to learn. We'll be your study buddies. We're going to talk about some stuff and make research cool. Welcome back to another episode of Study Buddies, the podcast that brings you the latest in science and psychology. And sometimes more. My name is Paola Sanchez Abreu. And my name is Taylor Collins. What up? We're back. And what is it this week? Another study week. Heck yeah. So this week, Paola, I am wondering, what have you brought for us? Okay, I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. Taylor, how intelligent am I, like, on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, maybe, I feel like this is a trick <laughs> question. Every answer seems wrong. Um, I'm going to go with a good 8 and a half. Okay. Are you ready for another trick question? Yeah. How hot am I on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, 10. Wow. Wow, so I look better than I think. Cool, Taylor. Great. Wait, see, I knew this was a trick thing. Like, did, <laughs> did you ever wonder if how smart I am affects how hot I am? Uh, I, I haven't. Well, don't you fear. Because today's study is going to be talking all about that. Today we have a study titled... Intelligence can be detected, but is not found attractive in videos and live interactions. Oh, this study sounds like a headline in a parody newspaper. It literally does, but it's certainly not a parody, although we'll try to make it as funny as humanly possible. Okay, great. So setting the bar really high for us right at the top <laughs> of the episode. Cool, Pala. So hope we can deliver to that. So tell us with as many jokes as possible, how did this study come about? Okay, well, one day in a gender binary world, a stupid man, a pretty lady, and this guy named Miller walked into a bar. We love a good walked into a bar joke, don't we? Yes. Okay. So the stupid man sat down across from the pretty lady and tried to woo her, and he failed miserably for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then the lady said, get out of here, you brainless bastard. And then Miller saw this, and, and he walked over, and he said to the pretty lady, yo, I'm a scientist. Let's theorize about why you didn't like that stupid man. And what do you think the pretty lady responded? Oh, thank you, sir, for saving me from that man, shucks. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> She's also Southern now. Cool. Great. Actually, the pretty lady's eyes went all googly-oogly, and then she fell in love with Miller nearly immediately, and that's when Miller thought to himself, hmm, maybe the pretty lady likes me because I am smart, and kicked that other man out because that man was stupid. Da-dum. <laughs> okay. So that was really one drawn-out joke that really didn't have a punchline or too many funny things at all. So... Okay, why don't you just give it to me straight, Paula? <laughs> Who is Miller and what does he have to do with this study? All right, well, let's back it up and talk about human intelligence. Obviously, it's super important. And we've evolved to be more intelligent by certain human-dictated standards. Or at least we think so. Right. Um, more intelligent than other creatures. And some scientists long ago Again. observed this. 
At least we think so. <laughs> so. Some scientists long ago observed this, and they thought, hmm, I wonder why we're smarter than other animals. How did that happen? And Taylor, do you remember what intersexual selection is? Yes. So we had talked about that back in our meaty, eaty men episode in our first season. Yes. So that was the idea that we choose sexual mates based on certain desirable traits that they have. Exactly. And this scientist, Joffrey Miller, proposed that intelligence was a fitness indicator or like a sign of how healthy you are because typically we choose sexual mates who will pass down the best genes to potential offspring. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why it's like a sign of how healthy you are. But he proposed that intelligence was a fitness indicator because an optimally functioning brain, quote, requires an individual an individual to be relatively free from harmful mutations, unquote. Oh, interesting. Okay, so basically they're saying like a smart brain is too big and functional and working well and great and amazing. So it just doesn't leave any room for dysfunction if you're smart. Precisely. That's the idea. Along with that, there's been research that shows that humor and intelligence are reported as super desirable, maybe the most desirable, in hypothetic partners. I am not sure I believe that as I'm obviously super funny and smart and am single, but okay. But there has been interesting other research that shows that these trait preferences don't necessarily show up when there's a real individual in front of you. So like in everyone's brain, they're like, oh, my dream partner is a super smart and funny human. But then when it comes time to like pick a partner, those preferences don't really hold up. So this study wanted to explore this a bit further using a larger sample size and having participants rate their attraction to people who already had their intelligence objectively tested. Okay. So let's dive into that a bit more because it sounds like the description of the study. How did they conduct this research? Of course. So they conducted two studies to investigate, to quote, investigate the accuracy of intelligence judgments, as well as the impact of intelligence on mate appeal and perceptions of funniness. And Don't panic once I explain the studies that might make a bit more sense. So let's check out study number one. All right. So study number one. What did it give us, pal? So we got to get our sample first, right? So they recruited participants to participate in an online survey called Person Perception by hanging Mm. flyers around the city and university campus. And then they got 347 people to start the survey, but only 118 males finished the survey completely. Really? I know. Because males usually finish. It's the women who don't. (laughs) Okay, I wasn't ready for that. So um, after after that, um, they rooted out those under 18-year-old males and were left with 88 men. The great elimination from 347 to 88 men. Correct. And then they decided to pay these 88 men with 10 euro and personalized feedback on their personality if they participated in the study. Oh, dang. Okay. I know some men who could have used the study to get a little personalized feedback on their personality. You know, a little something. Yeah, same thing. We should definitely direct all of them to this flyer next time. For the record... 
All these men had varying levels of formal education, so the intelligence could be all over the map. Who knows? Mm -hmm. And then come in the women. They recruited female raiders from not raiders. Like, they're not, like, raiding things. They are rating, like, on scales of 1 to 10. They're not, like, raiding. Mm -hmm. What do you raid? They're not raiding fridges. They're rating men. So they recruited female raiders from online like, sources like Facebook. Wait, wait, wait. Were you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to pull us back there. What are you talking about? Are you talking about raiding? Yeah. Like, like a panty was, raid? Yeah. Like I was, and you're, worried, and you're, <laughs> I was worried that female raiders would be like. like R-A-I-D-E-R-S. <laughs> yes. But instead we're working with R-A-T-E-R. Oh, my Lanta. Okay. Okay, it's definitely clear enough. Now. In case you guys were confused about why Paolo was <laughs> referencing refrigerators, which it took me a minute there. Okay. So these okay. are these are women who are raiding things. Yes. Not they with a D. They recruited female raiders from online sources like Facebook and student databases. And they also used posters from around campus. And they ended up after eliminating men who responded and also acquaintances of the male participants because they wanted all the female raiders to be strangers to the people they were raiding, their final number of female participants was 179. Mm, And then they also incentivized the women with a coupon lottery and course credit for university ladies. It's very interesting to me that the men got money and advice and women got a coupon lottery. I I want to... Well, I like coupons, so... I think this would be effective for me, but it is rude. I would have taken the money and the advice over the coupon lottery. Right. Although women did get course credit, though, so that's pretty it's pretty snazzy. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I wonder if the coupon was, like, only 87 cents to the dollar. Well, it's like they didn't even get a coupon. They got entered into a coupon lottery. Like, they got the potential of winning a coupon. That's so depressing. <laughs> it's so annoying. I feel like I've entered so many things that are like, you may win an iPad, and I've never won them, but I couldn't imagine entering into something that was like, you may win 15% off an iPad. Like that, <laughs> you're, You guys are really assuming I want to pay the other 85% there. Yeah, it's disrespectful. Honestly, very rude. Uh, so although, as you know, I do love a good coupon, it sounds like a thrilling reward, but... <laughs> Maybe maybe I'd like a little bit more. So how much work did they actually have to do in this study? Good question. Let's get into the data acquisition. So they had men complete a questionnaire online about their demographics, personality, and intelligence evaluations, which included a time task and a multiple choice vocab quiz. And then they also were photographed and videotaped doing the following tasks. That sounds like my H-E double hockey sticks. Uh, and a little bit naughty. Uh, so I'm going to restrain myself from making any more dirty jokes. Thank you, Taylor. Okay, so one, they had to take a photo of their face. And then two, they had to do a full body photograph. Assumedly clothed. All right. Okay, sorry. No more jokes. Okay, thank you. And three, a full video of them reading vowels aloud. And four, a video of them just reading. Four. A video of them reading five German newspaper headlines, because the study took place in Germany. And then five, a video of them pantomiming the words mechanical gear and bank details as a warm-up for the next video. 
Okay, wait. This is like a little bit heady and a very odd choice for charades, but all right. <laughs> it was just a warm-up. And then that lastly, it was a warm-up for this last video, number six. Uh-huh. They had 30 seconds to make the experimenter laugh by telling a story or a joke. Okay, that sounds like an impossible task. 30 seconds is a short time. Like if you put yeah. me in that if you put me in that situation, like I I wanna know what percentage of them just stood there trying to remember a knock knock joke? Because it's at least twenty percent right. probably. Yeah, they definitely had a wild ride. And <laughs> the women had a fun job of watching all the men and then judging them. I'm just kidding. They didn't judge, they rated. And after filling out a questionnaire with their demographics, the women were split up into six different groups to rate different videos. So group one of women raters rated physical attractiveness from the two photos. Okay. So they basically tindered all these men. (laughs) Exactly. Group two rated intelligence and funniness from the video sequences. They rated them Mm. on a Likert scale of one to five, strongly disagreeing or agreeing with statements like he is intelligent or he is humorous. Ooh, that has the opportunity to be kind of brutal. I know. And then group three of women raiders watched those same videos, but they were evaluating the short-term and long-term attractiveness scale with questions with um, from one to ten, with questions like, how well can you imagine having a sexual affair with this man? Or how well can you imagine a long-term relationship with this man? Oh, that's so interesting, like, considering how you – if you were to classify men, like, are you do you classify this guy as more of a short-term guy right. or a long-term guy? And I wonder, oh, my God, what would it be like if men did that to us? It, painful. Oh. I don't want to know that data. Also, it definitely does happen, like, on all of the dating apps. <laughs> well, true. I guess that's just a normal, like, biological – Thing that we do as people. So it it is kind of like hinge. These are yeah. probably kind of questions like I ask myself in the apps, just exactly. not like directly. Yeah. So the ladies had kind of a fun job. It was like swiping with your swiping with your friends at a wine and cheese night on a Saturday. Um, and then group four of women raiders had a dreamy one where they were given definitions for what a short-term mate and a long-term mate would be. And then uh-huh. they rated the guys five times. Once after just seeing their face photo, once after the full body photo, once after each video, the vowels, the newspaper, and the midi 30-second stand-up set. Oh, wow. Yeah. They rated between 1 and 100 on both short-term and long-term attractiveness. And then with group five, they group five of women raters, they repeated the same evaluation, but they showed a preview of all 88 men's faces before them heading into the photos and videos. Because apparently group number four of women raters had low ratings because of a floor effect where women assumed that a potentially more attractive person would pop up next. So they were rating low in hopes to be wowed, but instead all the scores just ended up low. (laughs) (gasps) Oh my gosh. Wait, that's kind of like real life. Like high expectations for men that are never filled. Wait. Okay. So (laughs) I, I feel like I experienced this on a dating app where like sometimes there's people who I can clearly root in like a, no, like I wouldn't be interested in them. They're not my vibe vibe. 
Mm-hmm. And there's people where it's like, ooh, okay, hey, like immediate, yes, right? Yeah. But I think there's like a substantial amount of people that would fall into the – I don't know. I don't know. It depends. Yeah. Totally, right, because it would be like I could look at them and meet them and know based on like their personality or their voice or like just their – how they carry themselves, like whether – like they may not be like classically – attractive but they the way that they are might make them attractive or vice versa they could seem like a little bit more attractive but then they're just like a little bit uh so when I get those ones in the middle uh a lot of times I just refresh the app or I close out of it or I change because if I don't feel like making a decision on one because I feel like maybe if I'm more desperate and I went through all of them I would say yes to this one um I will just change my parameters so they go to the back of the pile because I don't want I don't want to make a decision on that one and you can't skip. Yeah. Exactly. And like in this in this experiment they weren't able to skip. So they ended up just rating lower. And they so they so in group 5 they hoped that showing all of the pictures before the rating process began would help avoid that fl- that floor effect. Interesting. Um, okay. And then last but certainly not least group six of women raiders rated half the group so 44 men instead of 88 they wanted to repeat the rating system to lower the potential of fatigue so after all i mean 88 faces is a lot of faces and then another yeah and then another distinction was that they were rating from a scale of negative 50 which means repulsive to plus 50 which meant attractive Oh, that's so interesting that they chose to do like negative instead of like zero to 100. So that Mm -hmm. way, like if you were ugly, you didn't get a zero. You got a negative. That's rough. It's like the difference between a little chance and like absolutely no chance, like negative chance that they could have, you know, a a – a oh, potential man. relationship well, yeah i hope that nobody was rated negative like in any way ever found out because that is that's like earth shattering i know it's definitely a brutal rating system this round okay so this <laughs> this study which i think was definitely very like uh objectifying men uh was fascinating to hear about that was study one Let's hear about number two before we get those good, good results. Yes, you got it. So study number two, it's time to speed date. Oh, no. No. Okay. Go back to the, This study sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, let me take you through the nightmare. So they recruited 763 first-year psych students between 16 and 38 years old to participate oh, wow. in this study. Wait, is that, even, credit. is that even legal? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God, that's hysterical. Okay. <laughs> and then before they went on the date, they had to fill out a questionnaire with demographics that wouldn't be used in the study. They just wanted to, you know, throw them off the scent. And then they were sent off into their speed dates. They the had- 16-year-olds and the 38-year-olds. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> They had three minutes to interact with their partner of the opposite sex and could literally chat about anything under the sun, but only for three minutes. And then when the three-minute bell rang, each participant had to complete a survey about their partner. And the survey included statements like, quote, they're funny or, quote, thinking about this interaction, approximately how intelligent do you think this partner is? 
And then there were also questions regarding their partner's level of attractiveness. Mm. So after completing this survey, they moved on to the next partner for three minutes, and each participant did between two to four dates, totaling in 125 speed dating sessions with those 763 participants. Oh, wow. Okay. That must have been really hard to find out enough info about someone in three minutes. I mean, at least if you kind of are making like a big statement about how funny they are or something like that. Like, I can't decide who I like after three months, let alone three minutes. Yeah. It's almost been three years for me, and I've just barely decided. But in all seriousness, I mean, let's get serious. It's <laughs> it's intelligence test time. I love you, Dave. <laughs> it is intelligence test time. After all the speed dates were over, the participants had to take a vocab test as an intelligence evaluation. Taylor, do you remember those SAT questions that were like, here's the word pulchritudinous, and here are these five other words that are really crazy. Please select the word that best matches the meaning of pulchritudinous. Um, okay. <laughs> I do. I do remember those. Uh, <laughs> yep, do I remember the answer? No. So basically, all of these people had to speed date and then answer horrible SAT vocab questions. It sounds like a recipe for embarrassment to me. Yeah, pretty bad. But they did do it for science. Oh, my God. Okay, so we have study number one, which is, you know, basically like rating all of these men based on these videos of them. And then we have study number two, the speed dating round. So both of these seemed absolutely brutal for the participants. Yeah. And how was it for the researchers? Because that's a lot of data right there to go through. Yes. So many questionnaires and surveys. After mm-hmm. all those fancy statistics, what do you think they found, Taylor? Uh, that everyone is beautiful and smart and no one is ugly or dumb and all of the participants will live happily ever after with their true love and like three cats. No, but here, let me help you and I'll just tell you the results. How about that? All right. That's so sad, but sure. (laughs) From study number one, we got a couple different things. One finding is that women's perceptions of men's funniness was associated with their perceptions of men's intelligence. But when it came to measured intelligence, measured intelligence was not associated with perceived funniness. So in other words, Mm. women may have found a man funny and therefore thought him to be more intelligent. But when it comes to those intelligence tests, the funniest men weren't always necessarily the most intelligent. It wasn't a one-two match. Oh my gosh. So basically we're walking through the earth thinking these funny guys are smart, but like really they're just funny. Yikes, something to be aware of. Yeah, maybe. maybe. And then another finding was that more intelligent men were rated to have a slightly lower sexual mate appeal. What? Oh, I love me a hot nerd. Y'all are tripping. I know. (laughs) While men who were perceived to be funnier had a higher sexual mate appeal. And this finding definitely doesn't support the idea that funniness is a sign of intelligence, which is interesting. Right, because historically, people thought funny people were smart. Yeah, and Mm. therefore more attractive. And then my final and my most favorite finding from study one is that at the end of it all, men's physical attractiveness was the main predictor of sexual mate appeal. 
I mean, well, I could have told you that. I couldn't have. It's crazy. <laughs> and the more cues that were introduced after the physical cue, like the newspaper reading mm-hmm. and the joke telling, the more men's ratings improved. So basically, the funniness and intelligence added to the original rating, which means that men started out, men that started out rated physically more attractive only grew in attraction with additional information. So men, if you ain't hot, you screwed. Oh, well, at least I'm feeling, I'm feeling validated. Uh, Chemistry is key and I will leave it at that. (laughs) Okay. So all in all, incredible results from study one. Um, What about study two? Okay. Results from the brutal speed dating and SAT question study are, one, more intelligent people were perceived to be more intelligent by their speed dating partner, which suggests that intelligence can be accurately detected in short live interactions. Okay. So we're able to recognize when intelligent people are intelligent, which is a good sign for us as a species. We're able to recognize it in short live interactions because remember in the last study, they weren't really able to accurately perceive intelligence from the videos. We thought funny meant intelligent. Right. Exactly. Got it. Okay. So we can um, detect intelligence in short live interactions, but more intelligent people we're not more likely to be rated as funnier by their partners. Again, challenging that notion that intelligence and funniness are directly related. Well, it's almost like it's it works in one way, not the other. Mm-hmm. Like funny might make you see more intelligence, but intelligence doesn't, doesn't necessarily make you more funny. Exactly. And then the last, um, the third result that I found interesting was that men that were perceived as more intelligent or funny were rated with a higher mate appeal, but measured intelligence didn't necessarily predict a more favorable rating, like Taylor just said. So yeah, so it's more about the perception of intelligence, which is why people who I think are confident or have charisma probably go a long way because I would assume that relates to like your perception of intelligence and your perception of being funny. So you could be really smart, but when you're like kind of weird, it's people aren't into it. I don't know. I don't know. So- little all over the map. What does this all suggest for the real world? Well, the prediction that intelligent people are sexier is greatly challenged with these results. I mean, the research from these two studies suggests that our actual brains might not be the thing getting men wives, but it's actually how smart they seem that wins them love. Mm. Oh, man. So handing out your report cards from grade school or your SAT scores Not necessarily going to get you the ladies or a girlfriend. That's right. Boys, stop handing out your report cards at the club. And Yeah, it's it's been weird. weird. And in this case, only perceived intelligence yielded higher mate appeals. So at the end of the day, your physical hotness also is the leading predictor of mate appeal. A thrilling result for fitness nuts. Brawn (laughs) brawn and perceived brains are... Brawn and perceived brains over real brains all day, according to this study. Uh, I don't know if this makes me happy or sad. And I think it makes me sad for the smart people who are not as physically gifted, but it also makes me feel happy in um, I'm feeling that like, you know, when you want to be into someone because they're a good person, but they're not, the chemistry is just not there. It's like, it's not that you're a bad person. It's that like, 
biology is kind of, you know, this is the trend. Weird. It's weird. Another interesting suggestion is that we misperceive cues of intelligence, um, like we saw in that first study. So, for Mm -hmm. example, for example, research has shown that speech fluency was associated with greater perceived intelligence, but not with measured intelligence. So just because you talk good doesn't mean your brain good. But we all have trouble remembering that. Thank you. I've been screaming that to all the people who, first of all, think people who have like a speech impediment are dumb because a speech impediment is very separate from intellectual functioning. Also, I've been screaming it to anyone and everyone who listens to Joe Rogan just because that man talks with a loud voice does not mean he's more intelligent. No. And the authors talk about how this challenges the idea that intelligence isn't necessarily a sexual fitness indicator because if it was, we would have evolved to distinguish valid cues of intelligence. Okay. So we would have evolved to know that just because you you talk good doesn't mean you're brain good. But because we haven't evolved that way, perhaps intelligence isn't necessarily an indicator of the best potential bait. Well, I mean, at least in an, from an evolutionary perspective. Exactly. I mean, maybe. Uh, we, we don't know. <laughs> That's what they're saying, so we don't know. <laughs> huh. Okay. This is – it's really interesting. So there's there's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about here, but um, I think it's important that we talk about the limitations. Yes. Well, hilariously to me, the limitation the author shared in study one was that the rating of men's sexual appear – appeal were low overall. So the likelihood of men in that sample being actually chosen as partners was low. It's so sad. Yeah. But in study two, the ratings of mate appeal were higher. 45% of the participants expressed interest in going on an actual date with their speeding date partner. So all in all, that the limitation in study one was kind of addressed in study two. Mm-hmm. And then another general limitation of study one is that the evaluations were based off of short video sequences. And everyone knows that video is not the same as in-person interactions when it comes to attraction. So some of the limit. Yeah. Um, So some of the limitations in study one, again, were addressed in study two because of in-person interactions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or or the hot dudes were all in study two. (laughs) Or, Or maybe people felt they were more hot because they were in person. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. I I mean, I think that definitely plays a part. Um, a limitation of study two was that the ratings of intelligence could have been skewed by cues of income, like based on how they were dressed or how they showed right. up, you know, like socioeconomic levels and intelligence kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Instead of just having like a little video of them, they would be sitting in right. front of them so they'd be able to pick up on like smaller details exactly. better. Um, and on top of that, study two was all university educated people. So generally the intelligence could have been higher or at least perceived as higher all around because they were at a university. And they were so- hotter. They were hotter and smarter. <laughs> Universities are the place to be. Oh my God. Uh, but basically all in all for limitations, it would have been amazing if they could have combined the study tactics together to have one study that addresses these limitations as the opposed to two very different studies trying to address the limitations of the other. So, of course, like at the end of every Study Buddies episode, we look forward to more research. Yeah, and they could sign me up. <laughs> Taylor wants a speed date. Maybe. I have mixed feelings because it sounds like it's the 
both the worst thing I could ever do and also would be absolutely hysterical. So um, I feel like I would love speed dating. I think I would do so well speed dating. I do great when I have to talk to people. So good. Well, even when they're going to record <laughs> how everyone measured you and then give you feedback on it. Actually, wait, I really do want to do that. Yeah. I, I would. Like- that would actually like I would – Gosh, I, an evaluation on my performance? I'm going to freaking kill it. Are you I, I think even if I didn't, I would be very, very <laughs> interested to see like – because I wonder like what the level of information they gave these men was and if it was like feedback that they could incorporate or if it was like yeah. feedback that just made them like really sad. I feel like um, women should just be paid to date because I feel like women are giving men advice all the time for free. But don't men give women advice too? Uh, yeah, but we didn't ask for it and men like actually need our advice. <laughs> Like, men give women advice that they already know, and, like, women give men advice that they were like, oh, I never thought about things <gasps> That's like that. a really interesting way to think. I think I get it both ways. <laughs> I would say that I would say that there's been some men that I might have went on dates with that have, like, brought a different perspective that I wouldn't have considered, so. That's nice. I mean, some of them have also very much so not, and I'm just like, okay, where is the exit? I just need to be attuned to it immediately. This is going to sound terrible, but usually I go on, if I've, if I've gone on dates with men, which I, I did not do very often, but whenever I did, every time they talk, I'm just like, I already thought about that seven years ago. Like, you're late. I thought about that already. That is something I think me, I- I've thought about. <laughs> Paula, I think that had to do with whatever men you were going on dates with prior to Dave than men as a whole species. I don't know about that. I hear the same stories from my female friends (laughs) that are dating men. Oh, man. Well, Um, with that being said. With that being said, men, you're great. I love you, um, but change just a little bit. Cool. Um (laughs) And this is coming from the girl who's happily coupled. So I don't know. Maybe I should take the advice. Uh, maybe. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, with that, we'll see you next week for a Passing Notes episode. Thanks for joining me on this um, study journey. It was super fun. I'm really excited to talk about everything next week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm excited for Passing Notes because I think I have to work through all of this information because I'm I'm just confused <laughs> as to how all of this works. Like when it when it comes down to playing out in the day to day, like that's interesting. I know. All right. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Well, check in. Well, we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode. Have a great week. Bye, guys. You can follow Study Buddies on Instagram at Study Buddies Podcast or send us an email at studybuddiespodcast at gmail.com. Study Buddies is created and produced by Paula Sanchez Abreu and Taylor Collins. Our podcast is edited by Renee Collette. Our music was composed by singer-songwriter Caught In Between. Our graphics were designed by Monica Ray Summers Gonzalez. Our social media is run by Kieran Dio. Media photography by Sherry Lynn Photography.